You're listening to The Shop Podcast, presented by Grey Goose Vodka. Whether it's a dinner party for 10 or a small kickback, you know the vibes will always be right if you're surrounded by your favorite people. And great company pairs best with a great cocktail. So make it a Grey Goose Martini cocktail. Impress your guests in style with an espresso martini or the always effortless classic martini with a lemon twist. No matter what you decide, everyone can appreciate the smooth, delicate taste that only a Grey Goose Vodka Martini can provide. For more info on how to craft a vodka-based cocktail, visit greygoose.com and remember to always sip responsibly. I'm so like tedious with my schedule. Like if I say I'm doing this, I'm doing that. If it don't start at this time, I'm... That's an understatement. Yeah, this fucking guy showed up for a meeting five minutes later. They had me, I was pissed. Uh, See, I'm like, I'm wired like that too. Yeah. That's just how you wired. Walking there five minutes late with his fucking... Hey, what is guy in lemon water and shit? What a tea. Stupid ass lemon water sitting on the desk. Don't say good morning or nothing. I was like, I was late. I'm like, kick him out of the meat. The water comes out of the cup, he splashes it, hits me in the eye. I'm like, this motherfucker, man. On this episode of Uninterrupted, the Shop Podcast, LeBron James, Maverick Carter, and Paul Rivera are joined by Draymond Green. People talk about NBA rivals. That shit ain't nothing. Guess what? If Michigan State sucked this year, and Michigan sucked this year, the Michigan and Michigan State game is still going to be a fucking battle. P.J. Tucker. So it's a big game. We playing them, and we get ready to do jump ball. We walk out, and I dap him up. He looked at me, and he's like... For real, you serious? <laughs> <laughs> and Lisa Leslie. I think me being the middle child made me the, the fighter, the survivor. Like, I take direction well, I'm a follower, but I'm also a listener because I have a younger sister to take care of. Check it out. Draymond's wedding, his wedding was like, a party. Hell it was so much fun. I told him he had to get married every year. <laughs> it was, uh... I'm still checking my mailbox. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You didn't get an invite? Oh, no chance this man was showing up. <laughs> <laughs> he would have been like, KD. KD ain't showing up. Uh, I, I, that, I, that's I not you like KD? That's not of course smart. I invited KD. He didn't come? He would have not showed that's up. When, like, when you invited KD, point, what bro, you think the percentage true. was he may show or not show? The way he sold it to me, I thought he was for oh, sure. Oh, you spoke him. It wasn't just three men. <laughs> <laughs> the way Slim sold it to me. What did he say? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, he, I mean, he told me he was going to come in there and find him a girl. Oh. <laughs> Something of that nature. Yeah. And you were like, come have a flash. Have at it. And he... Be a good time. Yeah. And it didn't so happen. So, Bron no has chance. always said there was people at his wedding that he, if he had to do it again, he would rejigger the list. Do you oh, already feel like that three weeks later? <laughs> Do I already feel like that? 100%. <laughs> already, there's people like, I wouldn't invite these people. For sure, man. There's definitely people that was at our wedding. They def no way to get an invite. Why? Why? Because, yeah. I mean, one, I mean, you know, you got certain people that just show up just for the spectacle. Of course. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Facts. And then also, me personally, I've, I've just grown to a whole different stratosphere in life that we just don't see life the same. Now, especially not 10 years later, like, Facts. 10 years ago, I wasn't, I wasn't, my pants was way bigger than this. <laughs> my, sh my shirts was way bigger than this. Like, I wasn't tucking in my chain. I wasn't, I wasn't drinking, like, you know, the sophisticated drinks. Like, I was, but that's life. Yeah, like, you like, on, as you evolve, you have friendships and relationships for a season. 
because everybody's not supposed to go with you. But as you evolve, you recognize and you grow and you learn like, not that something's wrong with that group and it's not like bougie grow, like we're not talking financial, but it's just mentally, you're spiritually grow, you, yeah. you're, you're more mature. It's what they would say is an acquired taste. For sure. Yeah. I'm the same not my taste no more, that ain't yeah. my taste buds. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Get, like you're, you invited, but they're like, Hey, nephew, hey, they got their plate, they like, drinks, hey, they, I, right. I told him it's on you. Like, right. what? Sure. Oh, like, what are you, what are you even sure. doing here, bro? Why are you here? I know you, hey, but why we, you we, caught, we, we caught a few people right before the wedding that was coming for that thing. Mm. For what thing? Like, oh, I know this person's going to be there. I know that person's going to be there. For the spectacle of it. And then we're uninvited because we figured it out. Oh, you sniffed uh, it out. Sniffed, sniffed it, it out. out. Mm. And then I caught hell. And it ended up like, fuck your star-studded wedding. Uh, I said, ah, there, that, it, there is. it is. There it is. There it is. Exactly yeah. why you're That's why you're not coming. I'm going right. to go even deeper. Mav, no, we had two wedding crashers. Oh, that's right. But that wasn't even invited at all. That no one knew. Oh, that's oh, that no one knew. No the one TV, knew. the movie. No Full one knew. On. And I, this, is how, this is how they got. In pictures. How'd you that's sniff them out, though? This, this is how they got sniffed out. I had a celebrity friend walk by. And they called him their real name that none of us call him. Uh, I don't want to say the name, yeah. but they call. Same as you, you walk by and they be like, "What's up, Paul?" <laughs> like, what the fuck's Paul? And so you come to me, you like, "Hey, Brian, hey, hey, you know these niggas?" I'm like, "No, I'm like, why? What's wrong?" He like, "These niggas call me Paul." Now, everybody in the family know I'm PR. Ain't nobody, everybody gonna call me Paul. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. So that's how I got. That's how I wow. got sniffed out. So my security go over to him and say, "Hey, hey who y'all with?" They like. Oh, 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 we were him. And when, when they said him, him turned around at the same time and was like, Hell no. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> they got put out. Swear to God, they motherfuckers walked out with a plate and everything. Oh, that's hard. Smack that shit on the ground. Get the fuck out of here. That's hard. That's go hey, that's my, that's my favorite movie, though. That's, that's, that's movie. Movie. Yo, I'm telling you, I was at that shit for a couple of hours. <laughs> Thinking of talking about celebration, we got to deal with one thing really quick. Where we are. Just cut the ribbon for your fucking building. We're mm. in the LeBron James Innovation Center on Nike's campus, by the way. But how do you feel? Like, you just cut the ribbon. You've obviously been here, but it yeah. was like the first, it was thinking that like, Jay-Z obviously just put out the new verse, like, we're just some corner boys with the corner office. Yeah, right. You a corner boy with your own fucking building. Yeah, not you. This is yeah. your whole office. How does that feel? I mean, this has been three years in the making, or three years in coming. Um, it's been 20 years in the making. Well, yeah, yeah, it has. I you, think you're right, like you're right. 30. You're right. I mean, I, I came here last year, and obviously because of, of the, the weight of the world and everything that's going on, there was no employees here. Mm. Maybe one or two employees was here to maybe open the door. But I brought my mom, I brought my, my wife, my kids, you know, some friends, my, my best friends from the, from the hometown, they all came and seen it. That was super, super duper emotional, super dope. Today was just a, a, another form of like how dope it is to be able to be here with the energy of the, all the employees that's like had a hand into it, you know, has, you know, worked for the, the, the brand for either as long as I've been here or before that or got on board a few years ago. So to walk down, you know, the hill today and to, to, to slap five with all the employees here, man, I'm like, the fuck are you doing here? How you get here? It doesn't make sense to me, bro. It don't. Because I like every time something like this happens and I'm able to like try to appreciate it, it just literally takes me back to like the, the hood, bro, and the grind and being underprivileged and my mom, single parent, and 
only child. I'm like, that's the first thing I'm walking out. So, you know, I might be smiling from the outside and I'm, I'm very genuine telling everybody, thank you. But I'm thinking like, how the fuck I get here, bro? Like, I don't, I don't, I wanna I don't know, I want to add something to you, Ron. Listen, I've been with Nike for probably 30 years now as Whoa. an athlete. Coming here and you as a black man and what you represent, it's probably hard for you to even process because you're living now. Whereas for us on the outside as fans, we appreciate you and the fact that you've created this legacy and opened up so many doors for children and little black boys that look like you. Like being in America sometimes, we all know and we've heard how tough and difficult it is from the neighborhoods that we come from. We're the first nice. generations who are earning millions and trying to understand how to create wealth. You've done it and we cheer and feel so elated, not just for you, but for all of us. Cause when one of us make it, it feels like we've facts, all made it facts. in some way. So yeah, I, thank, sure, you no, thank you for so all much. that you've done, that, that so you much. do. We are so proud yeah, of you and thank you. thankful to be able thank to be you. in your building. I th Congratulations. I think, thank you so much. I think if I could just piggyback off one thing that, I, that, that stuck out of everything that you just said, to, to be able to give us a lane of opportunity. Yeah. You know, we've we've gone so long with not being heard. Like one of my biggest aspirations, one of my biggest goals was like, how the fuck can I create voice and power for us as black creators, as black people, not only to create the lane, but also to be able to gain and own our lane. That's what it's all about, man. I, get, I, sure. I was thinking about it earlier when you were cutting the ribbon. Nike is like the holy grail for athletes and they put your name on the building. Do you feel like this is one of your greatest accomplishments as an athlete? Do you think yeah. you? I mean, you remember in my younger days, I used to walk around here and we used to go to Bow to train. You know, we used to be in Mia Hamm, we used mm -hmm. to be in Michael's building. Of course. You know, doing meetings and things of that nature. And I used to always walk through those hallways and have these meetings or work out on those courts and I'd be like, I'm getting me one of these. Uh, but as a, I'm as a me youngster, you've you. Yeah, I was like, what, I'm getting me one of these. First time I stepped on campus. Oh shit. First time I stepped on campus, I was 17, 18 years old. I was like, Bron, you got to get one of these. And and how how are you gonna how are you gonna be different, but inspiring at the same time than all the other athletes? You know, everyone has their own building in a, in a, in a, because of what they contributed to not only the sport but also. You know, outside of their sport, but I wanted to, I wanted to have one, man. By the, by the way, just to be clear, most people say, like, I want to get me one of these, like a watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's about a building. Yeah. I want to get me one of these. Like, right? one that is crazy, bro. And this is because me and Brian have been playing against each other since we was, like, ninth grade. Bro. Like, for sure. Eighth grade. So for me, like, walking up, it's like, it's ill because I'm, like, our freshman year, it was, like, six freshmen to go to Nike camp. Indianapolis. Yep. <laughs> like, dead, mm -hmm. like. Literally. Y'all go back that far? Yeah, we go back that yeah, far. Like, wow. Y'all the same, 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 same year? Same year, same wow, year. I've been, yeah. Same You've year. been dealing with this for years. A whole life. <laughs> <laughs> a whole life. Wait, so let me do a question. Yeah, for sure. PJ, the gig is fucking up, man. Today, <laughs> this, we're done. You're revealing. How the fuck did you find all these sneakers? <laughs> this nigga texts me one day. He's not giving up his plug. I'm telling you, he's not giving his plug up. a video. I have a video on my phone from him in his closet of my sneakers. <laughs> like, how the fuck did you get my sneaker? Like, we were in a meeting the other day. They showed us some LeBron twos. They're going to retro. I said to LeBron, or I said to the team, did, we, did they ever make these? 
And they because there was a picture of you carrying them in the arena. <laughs> it's a two. It's a two so far, Yeah, you already know. They, the t- Nike, he no. got the connect. I said, well, how the hell did he get them? They're like, math. Not if only Nike that. doesn't know, how, how are you getting this? Please. Hey, I want to piggyback that before you go. Because <laughs> they showed just, you walking into the arena with the two. With your shoes. Yes. <laughs> right? Before His fingers is like this. The best part about those twos is we play, right, that night. And I, I held them because I know he ain't seen them. I know he ain't seen them. So it's a big game. We playing them, and we getting ready to do jump ball. We walk out, and I dap him up. He looked at me, and he's like, for real? You serious? <laughs> I swear to God. He's oh, like, I can't let the camera catch my foot. I was like, you serious? So for real, you serious? Yeah, I, just, I just started laughing. <laughs> you know I, I already knew. No. I already knew he hadn't seen me in a while. So it was, that was. But you're not going to talk about no, it. No, he's not giving up his plug. Is this something you were like, I'm going to be the king of this shit, this sneaker shit? I just shit. always did it. It was just part of my life, right? Like, younger, like, going to get Jays. Like, I used to wait in line, like, to before school, like literally, I'm about to be late first period. It don't matter. I need these, I need these Concord 11s. So that was just always my life from the beginning. To be clear, no one can fuck with you in the NBA in terms when it comes. You're the undisputed king. How you gonna deal with a guy? <laughs> how you gonna deal with a guy that will switch his shoes every quarter? He will wear those in the first quarter, these in the second quarter, horses in the third quarter. No, no, big like, I'm Are playing him. Listen, he wear he wear wedges in the fourth. Wedges? They got they flip flops in the fourth. You superstitious? Yeah, I'm superstitious. So it's the thing. It's always like it's got. It's my shoes, like. <laughs> like, especially with him, like, he get going the but first, really, I'm like, yo, yo, bring the other it's time to go. As soon as I come out, we still, like, because I'm matching his minutes, so it's like, as soon as he come out, I'm like, oh, I got to switch my shoes. It's my shoes, that's all, I got to switch. Oh, my gosh. I, okay, I got a question for y'all. When you talk about, like, having that dog mentality, like, the way you guys play, do you feel like that, that you're born with that, or do you feel like you learn that? <clears throat> I think it's a bit of both. It can be brought out of you. Yeah. But I, don't, I think you have to be born with it in you. Like I'm saying, when you're young, Just, right? Young, think, you guys play when you're 12. I think you got to be, I think you, I think your surroundings growing up turns you to a dog, I think. You think it's surroundings. So now, what's going to happen to our kids that's, that's, that's in the, that three, four car garage, well, y'all might got six car garage <laughs> houses. Like, yes, what is the solution to the next generation yes. that I think is growing up have without having to have the, be in the fight that we were in? How I define dog is when you wake up in the morning and put your feet on the floor, you have a purpose. You're like, I am going to get this fucking done. And that's it. And I think I have kids, and with my kids, I just hope and try and instill them a, a reason to wake up in the morning. We... We had to have get up. You had like no food. Right. My mom had no money. We didn't right. have much. So it was like the purpose was to make money. But money won't be my kids' purpose, but I hope to give them a different purpose, which will make them a, meaning they will go. That's my definition. Yeah. That's how yeah, I, I just hope, I, I think from, a, from the, that perspective, as far as our kids and things of that nature, I just hope that they, I, I hope that we've instilled enough vision in them that they look and see the passion that we put into what we do on a day-to-day basis, mm-hmm. you know, and, 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 and they can relate from that because everything that I learned from growing up also, I mean, obviously I had to, I didn't have shit. So like I needed to go get it, but I also saw the determination that my mom had, you know, also saw, you know, my uncles and what they instilled as well. So like, 
You just hope that you're doing it the right way and you're grinding, because we're still grinding. Right. The right way that when your kids are looking and you don't know when they're looking, they like, oh shit. Mm -hmm. Pops out there grinding, mom's out there grinding. They, you know, you just hope that you you've done enough. Yeah. You've done enough. That's something like you can I can never, we can never teach our kids what we've been through. Like there's it's impossible. I can't take them back to the hood. Right. I can't like make them wake up smelling crack smoke. Like they right, can't right, understand right, it. Right. Like that's what I grew up in. So it was like waking up. And then people in society telling me, oh, I'm too small, and you can't do this. This ain't for you. You're not 6'8", a wing, and mm -hmm. athletic. Like, you, you, can't, you can't go there. You can't do that. And it's like that everyday telling. It's like, all right, bet. Now I'm a dog because I'm going to show you. Now I'm going to punish this dude because of all y'all and what y'all talking yeah. about. You, like, I'm going to punish the guy now, that y'all talking is supposed to be that guy. That's yeah, him? Yeah. Okay, right, 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 right. Watch How many homeboy? years did you play overseas, by the way? Four and a half. What was that like? Were you like, I'm determined to get back to the NBA? I belong? No, bro. It was like out of my mind. NBA I was, was trying to, I was so busy trying to get better and trying to win. Because you and I'm in a whole other situation, which mind you, like you playing in Madrid tonight and Barcelona tomorrow. <laughs> you in Moscow. I'm like, fun. this is crazy. <laughs> oh, what, is, what? We got a day off, we going to Paris. I'm like, oh man, I'm in heaven. This is everything. But it was like just trying to better myself and get better for myself and my team that I'm on. If you look at the vision like way down the road, like, yo, in 10 years, I'm gonna win me a chip. Like I if I was here and told you I'd be lying, like never. Never. And as a player, you all, you're a very special player because you're a lot like Draymond, but he's been on one team. You've been moved around, to, but you're always on a really good team. You're and a always, key piece. And, and a key, key piece. A key yeah. In your yeah, mind, why out. do you always get moved, though? Because I choose to move. You choose to move. I want to move. You want to move. What makes you want to move? Shit, talk nah, for real. What no, makes no, you want to move? Like, like why do like, you want to leave my you know, like, come on, man. We know the NBA, man. God's fickle. Like, we, as he's been, Draymond's been blessed to be on the same team as, Super blessing, but guys, get funny, man. You know, like, oh, I'm done here, teammates? bro. All right, they, everybody started leaving. So, all right, now I got to figure out another situation for myself. Like, <laughs> right. stuff happens. All right, right. All right well, let me see what I can do now. All right, right. right. Oh, so you mean like, you'd be like, oh, I'm here, I'm good, then it, yeah, the shit like, around you changes. Yeah, so. and it shit changed, and all right, that. But you always get picked up by a good team. Good teams. Always. Always. I'm going to choose a good team for sure, because I'm a, I'm a realist with myself, right? I know what I do. Can't nobody tell me what I do, what I can't do. I know what I do better than anybody. So I can look at a team and be like, yo, like I chose Milwaukee. Like that was handpicked. We you had can, a few you teams. You can use your skill set. And I'm you like, yo, them. oh, I'm like, oh, if I go to Milwaukee, that's going to be, ooh, good. But Dre, and Tuck, the, another question I want to ask y'all to P's point. Wait, J Dre didn't get a chance uh, to answer the first one about being a dog. Do you feel like you were a dog. born When did you realize it was your superpower? I think for me, I've always been a dog. Like growing up in Saginaw, I had to be that to get on the court. Like, mm. that was just how it had to be. I never had to be the dog that I am today to get back on the court until I got to the NBA. Like, that's, that's what got me on the floor. Mm. Because, you know, like, coming out of college, I was player of the year, all of that. But I quickly realized, ain't none of that shit getting me on the floor with this team. <laughs> that shit don't matter. <laughs> you are gonna try to fucking shoot them jump hooks that Jay. Ain't none of that shit about to get me on this floor. Mm -hmm. What was going to get me on the floor for the Warriors was to go bully somebody because I realized like, oh, that's, that's missing here. Like, nobody here is bullying anybody. Nobody's here speaking up. Nobody's like just bringing that tenacity to the floor. So I, I realized, like, my second day there, they need somebody to bring that dog, right. and that'll what be my need. way onto the floor. Then I realized the moment you forget your way on the floor in the NBA, I, don't, I can go fucking shoot 50% from three next year. 
If I'm just going to go shoot 50% from three and not be a dog, they're going to get me the hell out of here. <laughs> like, the moment you forget what got you there, you're done. They're going to get me out. For the so team, at that point, I realized, team. all right, I got to keep that. Now, and s- everything I add is cool, but I got to keep that. Now, did you see that? that when you came out of high school and went to Michigan State? Was it like that? Was it kind of that same thing? Like you was a freshman there and you was like maybe not playing as much. Mm-hmm. And then you looked and was like, oh shit, maybe there's not a guy like Draymond here. I gotta bring that dog. Or was it like, or did you come out of high school and was already there and they were like, you know, put you out there and it was just already instilled in it? It was already instilled in me, but yeah. we, we had a guy like that. We had Travis Walton. Who, okay, yeah, that's your like, dog. You know, yeah, that's your dog, yeah. You was like, the guy, man. You wasn't trying to no, be that straight dude, up, man. I guess you was the guy, <laughs> man. Come on, my, man. My freshman year at Michigan State, I played nine minutes a game. I averaged three points and three assists. Wow, I mean, three really? points and three rebounds. Wow. Like, that's, I had 127 points. On the year, I had 127 rebounds on the year. <laughs> I'll never forget You're, it. You've been consistent your whole life. 3.3 and 3.3. That's what I averaged. And, wow. But, but we had Travis in that. But for me, I don't, I don't know how to shut up. Like, I, I'm not. No, 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 no. I don't know how to shut up. I would never guess that. I would never guess that. If I think something, I'm going to say it. And... At Michigan State, it wasn't really like that. Like, it was be like, shut up, you punk-ass freshman. Oh, he was going to say to you, no, he, no, he would tell me that every time. And I'd be like, all right. And then he'd say something else. Be like, hey, that really don't make sense. He'd be like, you punk-ass freshman, shut the fuck up. Yeah. And before I knew it, but he started to, like, in the meetings, he's directing shit towards me. Hmm. Like, well, Draymond, what do you think? Mm-hmm. Or, he knew you was the one. And he from that point one. on, it just that's it why you were, That's why Izzo me. was at your wedding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dre and PJ, is it every night you show up to the arena and you, like, I don't want to be the dog tonight? Because y'all always show up and get the toughest assignment. Y'all got to guard LeBron. Y'all got to guard KD. KD. Y'all got Giannis. Is yeah. it every night you drive into the arena like, fuck, I don't want to do this. Like, not tonight. Like... It's not a night that I show up and I don't want to be a dog, <clears throat> especially if it's a Bron coming in, if it's a Giannis coming in, because them are the games I live for. Easy. You ready for them? Easy. It's the nights I show up and we playing against the sorry motherfuckers. The Sacramento Kings. I can't play. Who, the Kings? <laughs> the Kings stinks. <laughs> <laughs> you name them. Yeah. <laughs> OKC right now. OKC. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, it's the, hard Kings, those the Kings make it better this year, I hope. But, you know, it's, it's like... Like, how am I supposed to get myself up with, like, with this engine and, Because you done like, played so many big-time games. Like, like, and to true. fucking, on, on this soft Tuesday, yeah. to fucking play yeah, I think, I think even more to Orlando To add to what Mav is saying, too, and it's sometimes that you, like, especially in y'all, what y'all do, y'all roles. Yeah, y'all That you was like, I just wish it was another motherfucker with me, too. For sure. Yeah. I just wish it, I just wish sure. it was another, not another PJ, not another yeah. Draymond, sure. but another motherfucking dog that'd be like, Day Day, I got, I got it from this corner. Oh, for sure. man. PJ, Fuck what about you? Night, how do you feel? Nights, is it nice you show up? Like, it's like, it, like he said, it, it really is like that. It's the bad games in the bad city. And <laughs> it's like, bro, like, 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 you know what? But then I try to, like, I try to make somebody talk shit or something. Like, uh, like I a need fan? a crowd. Like, and PJ, you suck. Like, I need that. It's like, oh, yeah, word. Yeah. And then the dude I'm guarding, like, you know what I'm saying? It's like one of those. And now he said something like, what? 
Oh, okay. All right, bet. Like, I so, need that. Like, yeah, it's like, start, like yeah. you got to look yeah, for yeah, a little yeah. motivation, especially. I, I saw, to, to that effect, I saw an interview you did where you were talking about, like, we live in such a, like, image conscious, like, generation where no one wants to be embarrassed, everyone wants to look good. And I saw an interview where you said, someone could drop 50, score their 50th point, and you're going to be there for the next one and make it really yeah, tough. Yeah, it's about KD during the playoffs. Yeah, I don't give there. a fuck. Show like, me again. Like, you, you drop 40, show me 42. Show I'm me here again. every possession. Show like, me where again. Where that come from? You like, got it, bro. And that's the part where you got to, like, kind of black out, right? It's like, he is tearing my ass up, and I know it. <laughs> and I got to sit here. But it's like, nah, I want to win that bad, right? That was the whole thing when me and Katie got each other's face. That's what you were saying? Yeah, I'm not going nowhere. I just kept saying, I'm not going nowhere, bro. I'm not, okay, but I'm not going nowhere. So we're going to do this. We're going to be here seven games every second. Every time you catch the ball full court, 94 feet, I'm going to be right here. But Katie's your boy. Do you ever turn it on and off with, the, with, with your friend? Like, Yeah, no, for sure. We I mean, still, it's the like, same as, It's the yeah. same as me and Dede's relationship. Yeah, fact. It's the same as me and Dede's relationship. Yeah. We, which, we, is, which is an interesting thing most people don't understand, right? We were talking about this last week, yeah. how some people may think, how can you guys be friends? You guys are whatever. And Dre's comment was, I don't want to speak for him, was like, people don't understand. I'm going to try to take Bron's head off. Not dirty. Bro. And Bron would want it no other way. He expects me to do I that. Don't. He's going to try to take Flex. my fucking head Listen, off. if my mama played for the Clippers. <laughs> it's on. It's on. <laughs> If my mama play for the Clippers and she in the lane, she getting punched up. <laughs> and I hope she, I hope she be like, you know what, son, you got, you got that. Mama. I'm coming back for your ass, though. Absolutely. I hope so. One of the main goals for each episode of the shop is to share and learn from the unique experiences of all our guests as we curate conversations with those who are shaping culture. What I've learned is that through the journey, you know, all the hard work, the hustle, and the consistency, it's always important to celebrate your wins. So do it in style and raise a glass to toast the unforgettable moments that continue to make us who we are. Toast to your wins with a Grey Goose Martini cocktail. Check out greygoose.com for smooth-tasting recipes, and remember, sip responsibly. The Shop Podcast is presented by Grey Goose Vodka. Lisa, you're from Compton. Yeah. We obviously just saw Serena. She said it's over. Who knows? But something about that water. That's what I was going to ask you. What something is it about, about that Compton water now? now? Kendrick, Dr. Dre, Venus, yeah. Serena, you. What is it? Anthony Anderson. And we can DeMar. go on. DeMar. DeMar. DeMar DeRozan, yeah. What is it about Compton? Compton is really, it's an inner city. Um, at one time, it used to be mostly all black. Um, but people who were, who had a lot of pride, you know what I'm saying? So it's not like it's just run down where you just feel like you don't have, because when you, now that you've traveled the world, you see like Compton was fine. We really wasn't that bad off, but people would be like, dang, how does it feel to be poor? I remember when my, actually one of my cousins asked me that when I was young and I was like, Oh, poor? Like, who's poor? She was like, no, because you guys are poor. She's like, you, you're poor. And I'm like, oh, are we poor? I didn't know we were poor. About you. But She's I'm like, like no. I had my own room. My sister had her room. We shared a bathroom. You know what I mean? So it, it's all relative to, like, what you have. So I, I think I didn't really know that we didn't have until I got a little bit older. When my mom was a truck driver, she drove an 18-wheeler truck across country. So we had a live-in housekeeper. Mm. So then when it kind of got where... 
you know, lights, water, you know, you have to pick which one you want to kind of keep on or the pork and beans and the, you facts, know, you start facts. to realize you don't have like talking our talk now. Meals, talking talking talk talk now. Now. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. You got bread, but you don't really, you know, yeah. those types of things. But I think when you're a kid, I, I still didn't feel like we was just struggling. It just was the life that we had. We had a lot of love in our family. My mom, a single parent. I have two sisters, one older, one younger. And I think me being the middle child made me the the fighter, the survivor. Yeah. Like, I take direction well. I'm a follower, but I'm also a listener because I have a younger sister to take care of. And when you retired, you still had more playing. Like, how did you know it was time for you to step away? My last game, I had 20 points and 10 rebounds. Exactly. I felt like I didn't want to stay out there until... Like, somebody start blocking my shot. I'm not good at, like, <laughs> I don't want to stay out there where I'm just like, oh, I just got to go rebound. Like, so the I, game told you no. That's too much for me. Like, yeah. for my, I work hard. For your like, standards for yourself. Yeah, oh, facts, yeah. yeah. I'm a hard worker. You know, I've had some amazing teammates. But when I start to see that, actually, I had a child, too. So that's another thing. Having a child and coming back and play. I feel like you were so good. You could have. Play with the baby in you. Man, <laughs> I'm trying to tell eight months dunking that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but it changed. It changed your my body changed, and I could see that. Like in some instances where I would like go like rebound, snatch a board, I could either box out or get the board, and that that option for me was like I couldn't handle it. Oh yeah, yeah, but yeah, 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 yeah. You know, as you get older, <laughs> though, think about it. How many how many rebound? How many uh, shots you run down off that backboard yeah. where it was just natural? Now you like. Mm. I'm going to let that fool go right now. (laughs) You'll let it go because you're starting to get to that point. And I saw it. I saw it where a rebound was like, I would think about it. Before, I was just gone. I didn't hit somebody. I didn't grab it. I'm I'm gone. And it got to a point where I remember thinking like, why I didn't go get that ball? Like, why I didn't get it? And I didn't know. And I was like, it's time for me to go. Lisa, can I ask you one thing as great as these three gentlemen are? One thing they'll never understand is having a child while playing. Talk a little bit about like what that's like and when you're back playing. After yeah, that, coming yeah. back, especially with the bar you have for yourself. Um, I think it's it's just life changing. It, it really is. I mean, I, I've been married to basketball. My relationship was with basketball. Six thirty in the morning, I'm on the track. Like I've done so much during the day. I go to my trainer, go home, sleep, go back, go play with the fellas at UCLA. Like, I've been playing ball and just married to the game so long that once I got married, I was still good because my husband was, you know, my husband was a pilot, so he could travel, he could come to my games, we were good. But once I had my daughter, I knew I'm a perfectionist, I'm a lover. I was always like, I don't want nobody knowing my children more than I know them. I don't. I know I could afford to have help, but I don't want help through the night, somebody else get up, no. I'm not made like that. Like, I need to, my baby needs to know me. And I felt like I, that was the first time in my life where I realized you can't give 100% to the game so you anymore. felt like you had to pick? Oh, for sure. I was nursing. I was, I nursed my daughter. I'd stop. I'd go to practice. Breast filling back up. I had to get back home. You know, wow. it was like pumping. It was, it's just a, it's a sacrifice. And it's like, less? it's a sacrifice that I would, I wouldn't change, but. I chose my daughter. I chose my, being a mom and a wife for me was like so amazing. That's awesome. That's fine. And I chose that. Because I don't know if I could do it. Yeah, could you do it? No. Pick my kids over basketball right right now? You love it too much. I mean, not having Savannah. Longer Savannah's in the the nest. That's my lady. I I feel like because she is the shit with the kids. 
I wouldn't pick my kids to stop playing ball, but I will stop ball to make sure my kids are straight. Right, of course. You know what I'm saying? So it is a median when it comes to that. So if I'm doing something, I'm playing ball, or I'm training, or if it's a, even if it's a game or something, I get a, we get a phone call, if Ramos get a phone call, and he come up behind the bench and say, hey, listen, hey, Zuri, I'm sorry, I, I got to go. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because family is everything. Yeah. The game of basketball has given me everything that and more that I could ever dream of, but the engine don't move unless the family's straight. Like, I just... Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, 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 that's how I and move. And to finish your question, that's the biggest difference, because I'm the mom. Exactly. I'm, you are I'm Savannah. Savannah. Right, okay. she's Savannah, right. And I'm 100% in that. That, right. that means more to me than basketball. That's, that's why I sacrifice it, and that's thing. why I have no regrets. Because right. I love my husband, and I love my children and family first. Did you hear the little <laughs> stunt she gave us, though, when she said, oh. she stunted on us, when she said, yeah, you know, my husband's a pilot, so he just oh, fly into yeah. the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 he just get on his plane shut and just, up, you know. Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I get on there with him after the game, just leave. I you. Bro, let me ask you. Last week we were in Columbus. I met you there to go to the State football game, but you were there with your son going on a college visit, which you obviously never had a chance to do for yourself. Man, right. Did it feel selfishly? It did. Se- it, selfishly, were you a little bit like, I want to see this for myself I too? Kept, I kept asking Bronny, like, how you feel? You know, how you feel about this? He's like, I feel good, man. Like, I'm excited about it. But it was a little, like, a two-way ended question because I was asking him, asking myself at the right. same time. <laughs> you know, like, Savannah didn't go on no college visits. I didn't go on no college visits. This is Bronny's first college visit. So, like, we're all virgins going into Columbus for the first time. So we was, like, all soaking it up. So, we're like, I'm sitting there. I'm sitting in the office with the coach, and they're giving a pitch about why Bronny, you know, will fit here on campus, why they feel like he'd be a part of, you know, Buckeye Nation, why he'd do this. And then Bronny goes down and puts the uniform on. You know, I, I'm looking at Bronny, but I'm like, I'm looking at myself at, like, 18. Like, if I would have stepped on a college wow. campus, put, it, put the uniform on, and then we went down to the field, and I heard, we want Bronny. That, that shit was, like, so crazy. I've been on Ohio State games, but I'd never been on a, on a college visit yeah, recruiting to where trip. it was recruiting a recruiting yeah. visit. So you still, like, that, that blows my mind. Bro, still. Bro, you, like, what? Hold up. For dudes that, like, really. <laughs> I played four years. I, yeah, yeah, I had no vision of going to the NBA out of high school. Like, to, for that, for you to, like, really still, like, like, that's crazy to me. For him to feel like he still may have missed out yeah, on something. Yeah, like, like yeah. yeah. Like, being in the dorm? Like, no, you, you missed, definitely like, missed out on something. You was in the, you was in, in <laughs> No, like, no, 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 no. He, he missed out right. on something. I like, used to have this conversation it. with Jermaine O'Neal. Um, J.O. was one of my vests my second year in the league. And he'd be like, yeah, motherfucker, I went to the University of Cash. Yeah. And I said, J.O. That's J.O. Live right there. You know, we all getting cash now. Yeah. But I experienced something you didn't. Yeah. And I got to the same place. But let, let me tell you, you miss some shit not going to college. There's experiences miss, that you can't get. What do you, you miss the most about college, man? The atmosphere. Uh-huh. Like, the atmosphere, the rivalries. Like, people talk about NBA rivalries. That shit ain't nothing. Yeah. Like, yeah. guess what? If Michigan State sucked this year and Michigan sucked this year, the Michigan and Michigan State game nah. is still gonna be a fucking yeah. battle. You don't get that shit in the NBA. There was just certain things about college that, like, I know you lived an incredible life. I, I think, There's certain I think things Tuck about disagrees, college though. That, that you missed. Listen, what? No, I mean, I feel you, but 
I don't feel you. Like you don't miss nothing in college. <laughs> man, hell big. Listen, bro, you even with all that, like I was still going back to my dorm. Yeah, but you was a basketball player at a football and, school. Bro, I, that's I, true. I was, I was at a school where basketball school I would have went to. It didn't matter because nah, I still didn't have shit. Like I was really like starving, like hungry. How many years did you play, P? Three. And it was like, yo, like, man, can I leave yet? Like, can we just talk about Serena's impact though? Absolutely. Just, Absolutely. What is Serena, like her meaning to like sport, culture? I mean, just from a, from, from a dominance standpoint, from, a, from a, 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 a black girl, a power standpoint with the influence that she has in community for, for little black girls, for black boys as well, just trying to be anything in life. I mean, she, she broke so many barriers, especially in a sport for our color that wasn't looked at. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you had, you know, you sprinkle in a little bit here, a little bit of there, and, and, and tennis, but it wasn't looked at it like that. So for her to come in when she came in in 96, 97, whatever, and then she got her sister with her and they rocking. Like, not only did it show how great she can be, it could also, you know, siblings fight so much, it show how siblings can do it together as well mm -hmm. and grind together. And, and not and having to conform either, doing it their yeah, way. And not have no type of animosity to me or you or you or me. You heard what she said. I'm, Serena's nothing without Venus. Facts. Serena not only showed women what was possible, Serena showed athletes what was possible. And not just black athletes. Serena showed white athletes what was possible. Serena showed Asian athletes what was possible. And I think I was reading an article the other day where some lady named Court, um, Margaret Court. Margaret Court. She yeah. has 24. Yeah. Serena has 24. Yeah. And she's like, uh, Serena never she's admired yeah, me. I, that's, yeah, that's and shit. That shit I, I thought it was that fucking that's ridiculous. That shit blew me like, too. Like, first shit. off, stop making this moment about, about you. About you. Like, exactly. That's what Stop making this moment about you. Secondly, what she showed me was how out of touch with reality that she is. Because you're sitting here talking about you be her 24 to 23. <laughs> and that is the least relevant point right. in right. all of this. Right. How about what this black woman had to go through right. to become what she right. became? And the impact like, alone. The impact, sure. like, right. you, you didn't have to fight the battle right. that Serena fought just to get to the tennis match. Right. See, the tennis was the easy part. Right. Like, that, you, you go play tennis in your sleep, like, that's the easy part. But what she had to go through as a black girl right, wearing beads get invited. Yeah. In, in fucking tennis, right. and you want to make this about your 24, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, like, that's bullshit. You're comparing your numbers to this black girl who changed culture. I think when you think about, sometimes people miss what it means to be black in America. That's, mm -hmm. the, it's not the same. It's not like she just showed up to a sport, was able to play a sport, mm -hmm. and fell short. Yes. You know, it, it's not that. It's... Everything you're saying, being in Compton where we've been, where you saw the movie, there was no, there wasn't even any nets on the court. Mm -hmm. Like right. there was gangsters selling dope on the court. Right. Like they have, they are survivors of America trying to live the American dream in a place that this is our country too. Like we don't know any other country to love that we play for. We put on the red, white, and blue for Absolutely. and represent this country. And it's so amazing that we can be here wanting to be and fit in and work hard and, and just make it and have the American dream and be denied that 
every time you turn left and right, not based on anything other than your color. Like, yes. it's out of our control. It's amazing to me. So when you talk about Serena and Venus, they are synonymous to me. Absolutely. They have defied all the odds. True queens, man. And, and fought true. against Serena, the true. Everything. Venus, the truth. Everything coming out of Compton, so. Yeah. Lisa, I just saw a for those of you that saw it, phenomenal WNBA game in Vegas yep. versus Seattle. Yep. Right? Mm -hmm. The level we were talking about, the level of basketball, I was just mind blown. For you, as one of like the pioneers of WNBA, like how do you feel the game has evolved? Does it still have a long way to go? Like from where you sit, and, I and what changes question. you? Yeah, exactly. Go if ahead. you, if it's one thing that you, I don't want to say change, that you feel that can help the WNBA's game out, help what the would game you do? Out. Okay, so I think the game is looking great. I think it's evolved great. I believe that player for player, players are more talented, faster. You can see they're getting the individual training, ball handling skills, shooting. The game is phenomenal. I thought they playing at a high level. I'm very proud of them. I, I support the WNBA still. I will always, you know, obviously we'd love to have Brittany back home. That, that's yeah, important. Yeah, for sure. Shout out, yep. Shout, Shout out BG. Shout out BG. She's yep. never, you know, far from our thoughts. Yep. But the WNBA is rocking. What could we have more? I mean, I just think, you know, from a salary standpoint, it, it'd be great for the women to be able to make more money. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of hard work. I think I saw something that said, like, one player that makes maybe $12 million on the NBA team could cover the whole, like, the whole WNBA salary. It's <laughs> crazy. That's insane. So, so that's kind of, like, insane. crazy. And, it, and again, <clears throat> you know, we're, we're, what, 26 years young, so it's not like we're, we're comparing ourselves to the NBA, of but course. I do feel like the pay gap, would be something that, you know, we could just take a donation around the NBA, maybe. Maybe maybe one night y'all don't go to the casino. I, I have something on okay. this, though, because it pisses me off. It pisses me off because I don't think there's anyone in America that supports the WNBA more than NBA players. Like, 100%. The NBA players support the WNBA, like, the most. more than we probably support the fucking NBA. And it bothers me. You shouldn't be bothered because the WNBA players, I can tell you 100%. And we had a meeting for our 25th anniversary. We're like do Zooms with the, the veteran, the legends of the league or whatever, and just talking about it. And I told them on that call, the number one supporter that we have, you guys never focus on. And that is the NBA players. When LeBron wore that orange hoodie, I told them, that hoodie was just sitting there with the logo on it. When he wore that hoodie, it went viral. And I explained we to them. We went rings to get that shit down to the bubble, though. Yeah, what? Yeah, that. They would not send us those hoodies. Yeah. But, but that I explained to them, I said, you guys don't even use, our number one allies that have supported us from day one are the NBA players. I said, they tweet, they follow us, they come to our games, we don't highlight them. They are our number one allies. Mm -hmm. They have the most followers. You guys are targeting the wrong people. It was, was it was definitely a damn moment when I heard like some of the upper, uppers at the WNBA office. Yeah. You spoke to them yourself? No, I didn't. Oh. This heard from a credible source and they said that that when we come to the games, they try not to put us on the telecast as much because they want it to be shown as a WNBA game. They want the girls to be shown and they don't want to show us on TV as Terrible much. Terrible idea. 
I disagree with that. What was their response when you said this to the? Because they've changed that. They've changed that. Why wouldn't you highlight the fact that Draymond Green, if you come and watch a Sparks game, or LeBron James, obviously watch anybody's game, you know what I'm saying? It's saying that you came, you took the time out of your day to come to watch a women's game because you value what you're seeing. That's, it's actually the other, it's reversed. Like we should be valuing that. There's a million things you could be doing that's amazing. So when you take the time out of your summer to come to a WNBA game, that's a highlight. I'll tell you one thing, thing, Lisa, they're they're making a huge mistake this week, all right? Game five of Connecticut and Chicago is Thursday. Yeah. That is that is week one of the NFL, NFL. between yes. the Rams and the Bills. Yep. And then game one of the WNBA Finals is on Sunday yeah. at 1 o'clock. Yeah, what, what's up with that? What are you saying? Move. That's you can't NFL. have it on the opening. You can't day. have it on the same day as the opening of the NFL. Everybody yeah, that's, that's an L. That's an L. Yeah. You can't so who's ever running that, they, 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 they're not... They're not thinking yeah. outside. Why they is that happening? I don't, I don't know. I, I've seen that. It seems was, pretty logical. Was, it's pretty logical. Because you can logical. move the game, right? Yeah, I mean, well, it can very easy be a Friday and Tuesday. I don't know, but we need to get that. We got to get that tweet out early. They need to move that. That's a bad idea. That's a bad idea. They're going to come out on, and they're going to be on the shop early enough, I'll tell you that. We got to yeah. do some editing around this yeah. before we... That's a bad idea. They got to change my hairline before oh, the shit come out. <laughs> I feel like you are like never in a fight, a tussle, your demeanor. I'm going to have to disagree with the fight. I don't say nothing. I don't say nothing. I'll be quiet. I think I just do it a little bit more strategic. Is that what it is? Thanks for listening to Uninterrupted, the Shop Podcast. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you're listening to the show. For full video episodes, check out Uninterrupted's YouTube channel. And for updates on new episode releases and exclusive behind-the-scenes content, follow Uninterrupted on social media. You're listening to The Shop Podcast, presented by Grey Goose Vodka. Whether it's a dinner party for 10 or a small kickback, you know the vibes will always be right if you're surrounded by your favorite people. And great company pairs best with a great cocktail. So make it a Grey Goose Martini cocktail. Impress your guests in style with an espresso martini or the always effortless classic martini with a lemon twist. No matter what you decide, everyone can appreciate the smooth, delicate taste that only a Grey Goose vodka martini can provide. For more info on how to craft a vodka-based cocktail, visit greygoose.com and remember to always sip responsibly. Sip responsibly. www.responsibledrinking.org. 2024. Grey Goose. Its trade dress and the geese device are trademarks. Imported by Grey Goose Importing Company, Coral Gables, Florida. Vodka, 40% alcohol by volume. Distilled from French wheat.